Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie. Right here on 1049 The Horn. We like to call it a freak flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Football. Ric Flair. Woo! 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We're for a good time, but not a long time. We're off a little bit early at 615 for Texas baseball. But in the meantime, we'll talk about the NFL schedule release. We'll talk about the Cowboys and the Texans. We may play the schedule game. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, we'll also talk about Tom Brady. He's in the news again. Bijan Robinson signed his contract. A lot of straight cash, homie, for somebody who really deserves it. We'll get into that. And also good news for Rojo. The uh, former backfield here at the University of Texas. We'll get into that. Also, NBA playoff review. The Nuggets close out the Suns. We'll talk about the Celtics forcing a game seven and preview the games coming up tonight. Lakers and the Warriors, Heat and the Knicks. All of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Harsh. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on, brother? Man, what it do, what it do. I love mm. it when you call it a freak flag. Fake it till you make it. Freestyle Friday. I Got love you. all of that because that's exactly what it is. We are one day closer to the weekend. Obviously, you talked about it. We're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody tries to figure out this time how many wins, how many losses. It's a little bit crazy to me because mm-hmm. we still don't know who's going to be on each team. We don't know the injury report, but I always love it when we can, you know, try to forecast which something that is never <laughs> on time. But I will talk about this. My man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Famer, Longhorn. Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate the intro as always, my man, and let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the Aryan family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty damn sure that he's underpaid. It is Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Uh, happy 5-1-2 day. 5-1-2, baby. I yeah. like it. I like, uh, oh, no doubt. It I is saw May your 12th. post today, it's May 12th. and I thought it was just oh, a actually, regular post. No, no, it's May 12th. Oh, really? I, I, it is 5-1-2 day. I didn't even pick that a up. A wonderful day either. to yeah. celebrate Austin and local I, people and local businesses and local music Patrick. and artists uh, support okay. them today. Five and two day. That day, uh, well what, do you, what do you call the real MVP? That's it. There it is. Twice the real MVP. Patrick, I saw your post and I was like, "That's nice of Patrick to put it out there. Make sure everybody pays attention to five one two Fridays. We got all this." But I I'm like, not, "Wait a minute! No, it's five one two. It is right over your boy's head. Had no idea. Didn't it. even did not it. register at all. I appreciate Patrick making me aware. That's why he's the real MVP. Uh, you're the heartbeat of this thing. You're the pulse of it. Specs text lines the best way to do it. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. You also hit us up via Twitter. Uh, Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at it's Patrick Davis, and I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, gentlemen, uh, we'll get into the NBA uh, playoff review in the top of the 4 o'clock, and we'll uh, break down the NBA uh, headlines and storylines. But the NFL, of course, stealing another uh, kind of stealing another day or stealing really a weekend away pretty much from uh, the NBA and the NBA playoffs. And this is what they like to do, kind of hijack the headlines. And they've done it again with their NFL schedule release. Um, now, there are a lot of ways we can 
we can go about this, but because the NFL is America's favorite TV show, uh, and uh, honestly, the Cowboys are the biggest TV star on the biggest TV show in America. I think we should start with the Cowboys, Harge. Uh, you're, you are a Cowboys fan. I am. Um, so you saw the schedule. What are your thoughts originally with the Dallas Cowboys schedule as uh, it was released last night? I, you know, I love the home games. I mean, obviously, as a Cowboys fan, that, that is one of the <laughs> things that we – look at and say, okay, which game, if you were to go to one, which one would you go to? There are so many that you can choose from. But then I also told you guys yesterday when the news kind of came out that there was a possibility of the, the, the Dallas Cowboys playing in Arizona in the early part of the season, that was something I was going to look at as well. Mm-hmm. And so as I was looking at this uh, preseason, or excuse me, the uh, schedule release, I was like, this is favorable. I know it looks like a tough, tough uh, schedule, but it's also the games that are at home are winnable games. You want the home field advantage in a lot of these. So I look at the Cowboys and I say, okay, this could be a very fun year because it's so tough when you're looking at your schedule about, for me, I don't have season tickets Mm. to the Dallas Cowboys. I I I don't look at it and say, I'm going to go to this game because of this team or this. You know the games that I look for? 12 o'clock. <laughs> you know why I look for 12 o'clock? Because I like to go to the game and I like to make sure that I'm home. Because everybody always tries to figure out which game am I going to go to to spend the night. I, they got a lot of games in the afternoon that are a little bit later than expected. They got some primetime games, as always. But every game that the Cowboys play, I think besides three of them, Cowboys got the afternoon games, so you go to church, <laughs> go to your kids' games, go do what you need to do for your Cowboys to play. So I'm excited about the Cowboys. Yeah, schedule. I'll tell you, if you like noon games, check out the Texans schedule this year. <laughs> we'll I, get I, to that in a minute. I tried to tell you what I said. What I said yesterday, <laughs> you did say I it. say they will not have a prime time game. Oh, I was like, they'll have one. Oh, no, like, no, 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 uh, they have, no. They have one 3 p.m. game. Exactly. <laughs> one. Uh, no, are they playing the Cowboys yeah. on yeah. that one? Yeah. yeah. Optimistic fan over here. Oh, Optimist- I thought they get a Thursday yeah. night. Babe. Optimistic Patrick. Over here. He's, he's, he's newly back Oof. as a Texans fan, so he's got a lot of optimism. I was like, no, you ain't getting no prime time game. Patrick's like, they'll get one. Okay, like, I thought they get a Thursday. None. I thought they get a Thursday. No, none. no. The NFL's trying to make their Thursday slates a little sexier now. They, they, so they, they try. Yeah. They, if you want to make something sexy, you want to remove Stay the Texans <laughs> from the equation. Uh, yeah, but no, we'll get into that because I agree with you. Yeah. I, 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 you had me convinced they get one. I was like, yeah, they probably get a Thursday. But no, uh, initially I was right. My first mind, I was like, no, you don't want. Nobody wants to see the Texans in, on a national stage. Oh, Maybe they're they, gonna want to by week seventeen. They're gonna flex that one up. All right, I'm, hey, I'm hoping. I, I, you know what? I am hoping. I don't think that's I'm for real, so but glad to have a bad patch back in the fold. Uh, but I will say for the Cowboys, I think what you notice really is at the end of the season, mm-hmm. there is a stretch. Week 13 to 17 is a brutal stretch of games where you play Seattle, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit in that game. You get three out of five of them at home, but that is a brutal stretch of games right there of a lot of people that are that don't just have playoff goals. I mean, Seattle is probably the weakest team out of that five, and that's a playoff team last year. No, everybody, no, Washington is the weakest. Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying they're week 18. Washington is week 12 and week 18. I'm saying 13 through 17. Mm-hmm. Got you. Uh, Seattle is the weakest of those teams. Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit are all have high playoff aspirations. It's true. So that is a that's a big stretch down the end when you're trying to get, you know, trying to get closer to Philadelphia, trying to fight for a playoff spot. Dallas better help their healthy 
near the end of that season because health is going to be a big part when you go into that stretch. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with that. That is that's probably the yes, no doubt that's the toughest stretch for him, and that'll be the toughest stretch for the Dallas defense because those are all high octane. Top 10 offenses, top five offenses, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Detroit, those are all really good offenses. So uh, that's a great point about week, you know, kind of 14 through 17. I had that marked down, too, on my notes, so I agree with Patrick on that one. Also, there's a, there's a stretch week five and six. They have to play back-to-back games on the West Coast in California. They got to play at San Fran, and then they play at the Chargers. Yeah. Which I, I I don't know how I mean and by the way the Cowboys are accustomed to being on the West Coast they do part of their training camp out there in Oxnard so it's not going to be crazy if they consider just staying out there I think they will because I believe they have a bye week the next week yeah they got that back to back road trips to the West Coast for the 49ers and the Chargers and then they got a bye week they so do I, I wouldn't doubt if they just say you know what let's just stay out there I think it's beautiful I think that's mm-hmm. something that they should do we yeah. see it when uh, teams are going to overseas, like Jacksonville is going to probably stay out there no for two weeks. Question. <laughs> I would think the Cowboys would because that, to me, feels like an overseas trip when you got to go all the way to the West Coast. Why not go out there? You talked about it. They're in Oxnard. They got time. They can do meet and greets. They can go out there and and, and build up their clientele out there as well. You know Jerry's going to be all about that. So why not go out there and do that and enjoy California again? Yeah, that's a, I think they definitely will do that. It'll save, you know, on some of the jet lag and the For wear sure. and tear. And then I love the fact of what you said about the bye week on week seven. So go on there. You'll be on California time for two weeks. And then not not even actually two weeks because most of the time, don't you fly out on Fridays or Saturdays? Depends on, yeah, it depends yeah. on how far you're traveling because sometimes you want to go earlier. Yeah, but yeah. you're usually right. Yeah. So you're only going to be out there technically for a week. And just go out there, play the game. As soon as the game's over, you get in the car, I mean, the, the plane, and you come back, and then you got a week off. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. And then after that week seven by week, you have the Rams, um, I believe. You welcome the other Rams come to Dallas. Um, and getting That's back, the 12 o'clock game for me. <laughs> getting back to Harge's uh, uh, schedule. That's so how right. it lines up. My schedule. It lines up perfectly with my schedule. That's my hot take on it. You know exactly. I mean? uh, but getting back to the point, Patrick, made about the toughest stretch that week, you know, 13 through 17. At least you do have your you have three straight home games right before that stretch, uh, where you have your your I think you have that week twelve uh, versus Thursday night versus Washington. You have that week thirteen uh, versus yeah. So you got I think you have three straight home games there to kind of help you, and then you have that second matchup I believe versus Philly. After yeah. You get after that Thursday, you got back to back Thursday night games, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Then that stretch, and then you get ten days rest versus Philly, and then you that, that kind of leads you up to that tough stretch. So at least, I don't know, you'll get some uh, get some comfort because you'll be at home. But man, that is that's that'll that'll determine pretty much the season for the Cowboys how they do in that five game stretch there. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, and that is that two Thursday games you could definitely see, depending on where they're at, that Seattle game could be a little light-handed if you want to get guys healthy for that stretch run and say, look, we got 10 days between that Thursday night and a Sunday night game uh, against Philadelphia. If we need a little bit more rest for a guy, for a wide receiver, or for an O-lineman or somebody, we may give them that Seattle game off, have them come back strong after 10 days, so give them basically a two weeks rest and then come back and play Philly, Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit because that is just – the Philly game is going to be really big because that's seeding and positioning. But then, yeah, going on the road to Buffalo and Miami right after that, 
it's just it's just rough to have those all packaged together right at the end. But yeah, two Thursday games in a row right before that too does not not necessarily great for rest and rehab. But you get you get a ten days on yeah, the yeah. backside of it for to prepare for the Eagles. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, either way, the Cowboys listen. The Cowboys are a prime time baby. So that's just the way it is. I mean, they want the Cowboys in primetime. The Cowboys want to be in primetime, which is why they travel more than any other team in the NFC East. The Cowboys are fine with that. I mean, meaning Jerry Jones is fine with that. I was going to say, Jerry is fine. Jerry's yeah. fine with that. And, and both your and, Thursday night games are at home, too, which is a positive because it means you don't, have to, yes. you don't have to travel for a Thursday night game. Uh, and this, this is actually – and then they open up, of course, with the Giants. Uh, and then they basically go back-to-back with New York teams to open up the season because they'll go Giants and then they'll host – the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 like uh, and Aaron Rodgers and company, and that will be at home. So it's actually, and, and they always open up with the Giants. Basically, you always. Look at, yeah, this is the seventh time in 12 years they've opened up versus the Giants. And yeah, it's That's ridiculous. good, though, because Dak has won, what, his last oh, he's 10 a, games? He owns the, the NFC East. He owns the NFC East. Yeah. Like, everybody always is talking trash about Dak, but you sit there and you look at his record – Against the NFC East, which everybody used to call the NFC least, um, he's been a winner in that. And all you want to do is win your division. So starting the season off, we don't still know Daniel Jones got paid. We don't know what the situation is going to be with um, uh, Saquon Barkley. We still don't know exactly what we believe in or not believe in in Brian Dayball. So that's that's the beginning of it, right? We think he's a good coach, but can he repeat? And getting to that real quick before we jump to the Texans, and this is – I don't know what happened with the Giants, but, man, they really got the short end of the stick on oh this thing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so the Giants play uh, seven of their first 11 games on the road. Uh, they played three games in uh, 11 days at one point in their schedule. And three of their first four games will be in prime time, which I guess is good for them. Uh, so I, I guess on the back end, they got consecutive games on the West Coast, kind of like the Cowboys too. So I mean, and if you go look at it, four of their first six games are against teams that made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about Cowboys, 49ers, Miami, Buffalo. You know, but I think they're at Miami and at Buffalo actually. They might have of all the schedules yeah, I looked back at weeks, back to back weeks at Miami and at that's Buffalo. What I'm saying. Yeah. Saying, of all the schedules I've looked at. Um, I don't know if there's a now on the back end they do get five of their final seven games played at home, but you got seven of your first eleven on the road, and as we just talked about, four of those first six are versus you know I'm gonna say juggernauts, but hell, you talking about teams that have Super Bowl aspirations that are right yeah. there on the cusp between the Cowboys, 49ers, my and then on the road at Miami and at Buffalo. Yeah, the only one you don't worry about technically is Arizona in Week Two. Man, they got a that's yeah. a tough that's a tough stretch. That's it is. right now the Giants and we'll see. I think Brian Dable is a hell of a coach, but they might have had the toughest just uh overall schedule that I've seen. Just just in the way it's laid out, not in terms of competition and not in terms of the winning percentage. I'm not going there. In terms of the way the schedule lays out for them. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting because I remember yesterday we were talking about the strength of schedules. And Philadelphia has the toughest schedule. Miami has the second. The Giants have the third toughest schedule at 54%. Uh, the teams that they're playing, 55% mm-hmm. are the teams that they're playing. So that, that, that goes to your thought process for sure. 
Yeah, uh, but getting let's get to the Texans while we got some time here and see what stood out for you guys looking at the Texans schedule. Uh, for me, obviously, no primetime games. Um, yeah, that's the I, easiest I threw that one. out there. I mean, they have won three twenty-five. They they're not even not even primetime. They can't even be game of the week. Not, no, <laughs> no, you're right. No, no, they. I mean, and they got some interesting games. I mean, you start off against Baltimore. That's not good, <laughs> right, for the Texans, in my opinion, because uh, that that's you know that's that's a team that I believe is a much they're they're a Grand Canyon size gap away from the Texans, and it'll be a new defense, and you'll be facing a veteran quarterback with a new defense, and I know Demetrius Ryan is a hell of a, a defensive coordinator, but that game probably um, to me to start out is a little tough uh, for the Texans. Yeah. But they uh, they do have uh, just just what I saw. They do have three road games in the first five weeks, um, and that includes at Baltimore, of course. We just talked mm-hmm. about that one, and then they're at Jacksonville two in week three. It's it's a tough open for the Texans, in my opinion. Yeah, but that's expected for them, right? But well, but if you go back and you look at what they have been able to do, and you look at their schedule as a whole, they have the third easiest schedule. In the NFL. They need it. They needed it. The (laughs) teams that they're going to play besides the beginning of the season, just like you were talking about, besides the beginning of the season, they're at 43% winning percentage of the teams that they're going to play. So that's an opportunity right there, too. You start looking at it. The Falcons have the easiest schedule. The Saints have the second easiest. And the the Texans have the third easiest. So, I mean – this is D'Amico Ryans. This is him coming out. This is his opportunity with a brand-new uh, quarterback, brand-new wide receiver, by the way. They, did you notice how they gave them their numbers? Quarterback is seven. Top wide receiver is 13. That's the seven one three. That's like what everybody that. keeps talking about right there. I like there. that. I like, nice. it. You know, I like it. I like that. They're trying to get it so going. Yeah. What number is D'Amico Ryan going to weigh? 281? I mean, you got to <laughs> do it. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm looking at the Texans' schedule and agreed. They don't have any primetime games. They got one 3 o'clock game. But at least if you're a Texans fan, you get a chance to watch them. And, and your decision on if you're going to continue to watch them starts early in the afternoon. <laughs> it starts early in the afternoon, so you'll get a chance. If, if you like, get those flip away games yeah. where they're like, uh, "We're going to go gonna to another game." To another gonna... game? No, I mean, I think, I think they're going to be better, though. No, and I, I think this this schedule is is favorable as you could get. There's basically two Super Bowl contender teams you're playing all season in the Bengals and the Jets teams and that have Baltimore. aspirations. And Baltimore, Baltimore, I don't think is near that because they're, really? they're defense. No, their defense isn't close to good. Like their defense was not good last year. Hmm. Their defense was okay last year. And then you're you're like like I I think they still need to put some pieces together on that defense because they need to be a defensive first team. So I I think they they're a playoff team. They're a playoff team. Okay, but and you play a few of those. But yeah, when you're having to play the NFC West, which is one of the worst divisions, is that you get matched up with them. So I think there's a lot of positives where you can win a few games. I'm I'm glad that Texans do not have to tank this season because this will be a hard schedule to tank against because some of these other teams might be tanking. Yeah. I mean, like you're playing Arizona, who we know is tanking. You're, you're playing against, against the NFC South, where the Buccaneers could mail it in pretty early this season. But yeah, how I mean, can you they, tank with they, a quarterback like uh, Kyler Murray? I was about to call him Sky. He's hurt. <laughs> I understand, but he, I think he he's going to be ready to go. Really? I don't yeah. think he's supposed to be ready to like mid season. 
From what I've been told from the, some of the people that I know, he's way ahead of schedule. Okay, if he's ahead of schedule, yeah. then I don't think they're tanking. But right, that's what I was saying. Like, I don't think he's going. I don't think they can tank when you give a guy that much money. No, they probably don't, aren't going to tank, but they're probably going to be bad. Yeah, <laughs> new coaching staff. Just, new I, I, don't, yeah. I just don't think they're going to be a very good team. But I, getting back to the Texans, some of the kind of more salacious storylines from the schedule, they will play Tennessee. Um, in those oiler uniforms, Tennessee has already said they're gonna wear the love you. They're gonna wear the love I you love blue it. uniforms. How do y'all feel about that? Oh no, that's horrible. I mean, I hate it. No, I love those uniforms. But right, right, a, right, right. As a former love you blue guy, it is the ultimate slap in the face and disrespect. They're gonna wear those against the Texans. Uh, uh and that'll that'll be on December seventeenth. Can we uh, make them sell that team already? <laughs> uh, uh, that that's going to me. That should be a game the Texans should be circling on the calendar. Uh, you know what? That should be a game it's you should cool. be upset. That's, that's, that's your that's a division rival anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, a, a guy that used to coach for the Texans, and you're you got, disrespectful, and you're being disrespectful. I mean, honestly, do they not know that like they're having to show that their Tennessee ownership is that boring and lame that they have created nothing? And they have to go back to their Houston roots to find something fun about this team, I, which I, is why I, my boy Rob on. was so upset I, I think during it's the more, draft. You, no, you I think it's them, I think it's them wanting to just be petty. I think it's NBA well, petty I think, stuff. I think they realize I mean, it's, it's a well. You're right. You're rivals. Yeah. And, and rivals yeah. can be petty, petty. with this. Right. I, I, think think it's I think they also realize Houston Oilers stuff still sells, and they're like, "Well, yeah. we want to make a bunch of money on this." Well, that's a big part of it too. That's anytime you do merchandising stuff, because the Texans are changing their stuff too for merchandising. Yeah. I'm just talking about the reason to do it. It's to be petty. They want to yeah. stick it to the Texans, and it's a you know it's a it's a good move for them. I'm I'm I for them, but I'm just talking about as a Texans fan and a former Lovey Blue guy. It's upsetting. Uh, they also played Deshaun Watson uh, on December 24th, so they'll get their return. Remember they played Man, them by Christmas. They played them last year, <laughs> and yeah, last year they you know Cleveland won. It was in Cleveland this time. It'll be in H Town. Uh, so that that's your revenge They're game. They're doing them dirty, dog. They're doing them dirty. Uh, they're doing the Texans or Texans Deshaun Watson? Doing, no, they're doing the Texans dirty. Um, you're doing it before Christmas, and you're playing against a team that is wearing their uniforms against you. I believe that'll be on back-to-backs, yeah, uh, for the Texans. Uh, yeah, that, so hey, that, that's, your, that's your revenge uh, back-to-back yeah, weekends. That's yeah. kind of your revenge tour. Oh, my goodness. Get used to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, you got your quarterback, you got your uh, defensive, uh, your outside linebacker, got some wide receivers, you got some things that are happening. You're trying to grow. No, and I said NFC Challenge South. Challenge accepted. I, I said NFC West. I meant NFC South, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NFC West is good. NFC South is not. Yeah. And, but that also means you get the Carolina Panthers matchup, which is by most likely be Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud. Which at least is interesting. You get a you get a matchup versus Bijan Robinson. Be, be you cool. get some cool matchups of young of rookies this season. So there are some some things to watch. Of just like let's see how these teams are looking. I mean, I, I'll say I think the Texans are at least further along because they have a O line and a running back, and I'm not sure that Carolina has any of that. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. And they're at the Jets too, Week 14. That'll be sexy. That will be. Um, that will be. That, that's kind of a sexy matchup. No, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I like some of the matchups, but I do. I don't think they did the Texans any favors. Not nor did they need to. But how? Okay, I, I don't. I don't think they could have. Yeah, I don't think schedule. there's any way to give the Texans yeah. a super favorable schedule because they're just not going to be that great. Exactly. Yeah. So there's no way to be like unless you were like, hey, you're going to play Arizona every single week until Kyler comes back, and uh, then we're going to send you over to a team. Whoever gets hurt, you will play their yeah, team. Exactly. Well, you, you sit here and you talk about it, and, and it's very interesting to me, especially as someone that's I, – I, I like watching the Texans play. Don't get it twisted. It's a Texas team. 
I pay attention to all Texas teams, and I like to enjoy it. You two, you talk about Love Your Blue. I was a fan of it. Earl Campbell, Dan Pastorini, my kinfolk, Gerald McNeil, Ice Cube was on that squad. They had some really talented football teams, and I was upset when they ended up leaving. (laughs) But with all that being said, it is going to be interesting to see what dog they have in the fight moving forward. Because D'Amico Ryans, defensive-minded head coach, tough-minded head coach that is very creative, I think he's going to put that defense into a lot of good positions that are going to make every game a little bit difficult for their opponent. I I get it. Now all they got to do is make sure that that offense gives you a little bit, maybe just enough to keep you every game competitive, and I think they can do that. Uh, Every game? Well, I mean – Majority. I'll go majority. I'll go majority. I won't go every, every but game? I'll go majority. Uh, no, I, I in the first so. half. I mean, take okay. over under in the first half. Now we playing Sark ball here. We got well, first half. But you try to win the first I'm half. Try, hey, I'm it? not. I'm not a true Texans <laughs> fan. We got to play four quarters of a game. Hey, Texas. seventy-five cents is what you get. <laughs> Texas. I love those moral victories. You try to <laughs> try to foist on the Texans. Hey man, you just had to. You should have had the number one overall pick. We should have now practice. What you call it? Bow uh, practice. It was, it was, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, here's a text that says Titans owner wore an Oilers hat in their war room during the draft. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Oh, I oh, did. That, another Texas. I did. Tex- yeah. Remember, e-, e. Hogan came in and he was, he actually tweeted out. E. Hogan tweeted out. He was out. that upset about he it? He was that upset about it. It's upsetting. It. it was very upsetting. It's upsetting. And they were all, they, they showed him, the owner, the, the young lady, hey. Bud Adams' daughter, she was on the phone with a Texas, oil, I mean, a, a Oilers cap on. And McCordy was sitting there with an Oilers jacket on. Oh man, I can say it's, we, it's, it's all time petty, man. Can we, can we, <laughs> it's really good petty. Hey, hey. Hey, they, they're gonna invite Warren Moon over there next time to come hang out <laughs> for oh, the game. Oh, no, they like, uh, Warren Moon, he belongs to us, yeah. uh, not the Texas. He's an Oilers. It's like, gonna be Earl Campbell on the side. Uh, I'm like, no, Earl, please, no, no Earl, Earl, no. Earl's Earl, Ray Childress gonna be over yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Matthews, all those. Guys. Come on, man. Oh man, no. I, that that is it is the point that you just like I, any social justice warriors anybody out there I guarantee Bud Adams and that family has done some egregious things. Go out and find it and let's cancel this family and get them out. <laughs> get a new family in. Part of the deal. Cal McNair can buy back the Oilers. Yeah. We'll all be happy. Buy all the rights to all the the, 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 royal, yeah, the, the stat. Well, yeah. all the all the statistical records too. Oh, yeah, that that's actually right. belongs to the Titans. Yeah. I thought Warren Moon. All yeah, this, because Bud Titans. Adams is a bad man. No, wasn't Steve, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't it Steve McNair a t- uh, Houston Oiler first? For like a year, like but it doesn't year. matter. But, but they own no, all. They own. They, they, they Warren the Moon's records are Titans oh records. Gosh. They are the Oilers. Yeah, technically, well, Earl they, Campbell's they records are Titans Earl records. Earl Campbell belongs to the Tennessee yes. Titans, technically, oh like yes, his legacy right now. Because Bud Adams yeah. is a bad oh, person. Dude, you have no. See, you didn't know. No, that, I didn't know the depth. I didn't know the depth. Because they got it all, man. Oh my god. That's why they were being. That's why they're wearing it. It's petty because they know they know what kind of scarring that is and what kind of trauma that is for Love Your Blue fans who are now Texans fans who have to play. Them twice a year, and they're gonna wear the love your blue uniforms. You need to circle that, that day. You need yes. to win that game, D'Amico. Yeah, I'm hey, calling you, D'Amico. Hey, you hey, my dog, hey. D'Amico. You need to win that game, hey. bro. You you'll win no other game. You win the game where they gonna wear love your blue uniforms oh out there. Goodness. You win that damn game, bro. I didn't know it they're, trying to, they're trying to. They're trying to. Hey, D'Amico, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another piece of advice. You need to win those games because the Titans are gonna suck. 
That's true. Yeah, like they yeah. they ain't got nothing on that team right now except Derrick Henry. They got a hell of a coach though. But they still don't they know if they're going to have Rabel's a, a good coach, coach but you know. I mean and I, I still don't know if they got Derrick Henry all the way. You know, I don't know that either. But I know they got run up that hill. Yeah, yeah, I, I, did. Run up that hill. I did see him I, run up that I, they, hill. They got a coach that'll make you know chicken salad out of chicken. You know what? Yeah, he, he's done it a couple of times. We've seen it. Wow. Oh. So uh, I don't know, but win that damn game. Come uh, on, D'Amico. You got to beat. Right. You got to beat. They they have a they have a quarterback situation so bad that Joshua Dobbs was starting for him last year, uh, and now they drafted Will Levis. Joshua Dobbs <laughs> yeah. was the starting quarterback. You are one hundred percent correct. And Ryan Tannehill was healthy, and yeah. yes, and Malik they were Willis trying was to healthy. lose that game. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I think it was against the what against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And Dobbs used to be a Steeler. Yep. Oh, not to Will Levis show, baby. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Entertain, entertain ba- me. Eating banana pills. <laughs> Come and on, Stingley. And put mayonnaise, mayonnaise and coffee. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Stingley, this time to this time to look like Sauce Gardner. Stingley. <laughs> <laughs> they should call him Mayo up there. I love mayo it. and coffee. I love baby. it. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, Bijan, straight cash, homie, and good news for Rojo, I believe. Right here on Ball, don't lie. Wonderful, nothing home. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 5-1-2 Friday. Literally a 5-1-2 Friday right here on Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is the South Austin Moonlighters, and they are playing tonight at the 04 Center. All right, the O Four Center. Where's the O Four Center? I'm it is the down first on time South Lamar. Okay. We've had a couple of people. It's a, I believe it is the, uh, like re-de- redesigned church that was a church, and now it is a live uh, music have, venue. Lights. Yes, you have brought this up before. We've we've had this discussion before. I'm old, so sometimes <laughs> I forget things. Uh, I apologize, but Patrick always doing a great job for us. We appreciate his efforts, uh, and you can be a part of the show. Specs text on five one two three three seven three seven seven six. We will get back to the schedule release and. I don't know if we'll play the schedule game or not. Are you guys in the mood to play the schedule game? I don't know. It's up to you guys. I mean, I've already played it in my mind. You played it in your head already? I did, and I've even I even you got met, the number. I, I I even met with some cowboy fans today, just randomly, and I said, "Did you watch? Did you look at the numbers?" And one of my good friends, he was like, "Yeah," and he got season tickets, oh. and he said, "All right, I'm gonna give you the number." And I and he said it. I was like, "Dude, you got to be more serious." I can't accept your number. Was he way too optimistic? Way too optimistic. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I can see that. And Uh, I had to bring him back down to reality of what (laughs) we've seen in our life. He was drinking too much of that blue Kool-Aid for the Cowboys? Uh, Patrick, did you play the schedule game for the Texans already in your head? No, not the Texans. I don't want to. No, you didn't even do it. Me neither. That's why I asked. I was like, I'm yeah. not doing it. I don't do no, it. No, it's, it's okay with the Cowboys because we know more <laughs> what the Cowboys are going to look like. I don't think we have any idea what the t- Texans are really going to look like. You don't, ch- you don't want to talk about the L's. What, is, what, what is. does Bobby Slowick uh, like to play call? Oh, he's never called a play before? I don't know what that offense is going to look like whatsoever. No, I agree with you. It's a t- it's a, what's, what makes it tough? Yeah, it is what the makes it tough. Game is not supposed to be easy unless yep, you're the yep, Kansas City yep. Chiefs. <laughs> win, 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 win. I think we may win all of them. You might be right. <laughs> yeah, and people won't even question you. Yeah, you're people right. People will be like, okay, uh, I, I could see that. The, the fun one will be the 49ers fan base. You don't even know who your quarterback's going to be. Uh-huh. And you're like, 
We still gonna hey, win them. I was gonna say the 49ers fan base got gotta Kyle. go. They're still 40, picking the 49ers over the Cowboys. We got Kyle. Hey, 49ers fan base gotta go to the doctor's office to do theirs. It's like, <laughs> hey, wait, so what does this mean? How quick can he be back? <laughs> Let me see them x-rays real quick. All right, uh, let's get to uh B. John Robinson, gentlemen, the lifetime he, he's a legendary lifetime longhorn already. It's crazy to say that, but he is. Considering, that is kind of crazy, right? right? Is, yeah. I mean, he's already there, no doubt. So yeah. I'll, I'll give the man his due. Uh, the legendary lifetime long one, B. John Robinson, signed his NFL deal, gentlemen, uh, via Ian Rappaport. Four-year deal um, worth uh, $21.9 million in the deal that is fully guaranteed, and it does include a fifth-year option. Uh, so it basically, I mean, it's a fully guaranteed deal. Just all of it. Yep. yep. Good for him. That is awesome. Yeah. Especially when you start looking at what the – running back position is uh, going through right now. And for Bijan to be already at that number to guarantee himself $21.96 million. What is it? Four years with a fifth year option. That's pretty doggone good for a running back, man. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you already know your lifespan. You, you come into the NFL knowing what your number is going to be and for you to have fully guaranteed money and then have an opportunity to get more money when you decide to hit the open market, I think that's awesome and well-deserved for a young man. Oh, I've already yeah. seen a lot of people talking about, why would they do that? Why would they give him that much? Like, he's the number eight pick. Yes. You get that. That's what the slot is. Uh, that is your top ten, and the Bears have talked about, and we played the audio uh, of the GM of the Bears saying, like they they're gonna use him as a an offensive weapon. Bijan, Bijan, Bijan. Yeah, yeah, yes. not the Bears. Sorry, sorry, Bears. The, I mean the Atlanta. Falcons. Yeah, sorry, Falcons. sorry, thinking yeah. about Rojo, my, Rojo, are, my. Uh, but the Falcons, and we played that audio of the Falcons GM, uh, Terry. Fontenot, I believe is yep. his name. Yep. And uh, he said that they're going to use him as a weapon. So they look at him differently. They look at him as a weapon. That's what it's all so about. Paying him uh, what they believe is, you know, uh, the market value for someone they're going to utilize as a guy in the passing game and the running game. Yep. So uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's long overdue, move. too. I think for him to be used <laughs> in that position where you can line him up at the wide receiver, you can lose him at the slot, you can run him at running back. You can do him. You can use him in so many different situations. You can actually use him in a um, what we did for Rojo. You can get a direct snap to him in time. The Wildcat. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that you can do with him that are exciting and can help your team get a dub. So yeah, go ahead and let him earn that money and and get the most of out of him now. Yeah, that's something that you and I were talking about, Rod. It's like okay, you don't believe that certain running back position should pay that much, but he's not your normal running back. He's somebody different. Uh, and uh, he's going to the most run-heavy team in mm-hmm. the league, but he's going to a really creative mind with Arthur Smith yep. uh, calling the play. So uh, there's a lot of belief. Look at all the fantasy rankings right now. Bijan is usually – in the top five of the fantasy rankings, at least some of the ones I've looked at because there's a belief that the Atlanta Falcons know how to use B. John Robinson. So, and they paid him accordingly. Agreed. Uh, also, uh, we brought this story up. Well, I wanted to bring this story up. We didn't. We talked about Rojo a little bit, but I mm-hmm. wanted to bring up uh, the story from uh, NBC Sports Edge basically about Rojo. So there's talk that the um, the Chicago Bears, that they basically want to do running back by committee, which is a really good sign for mm-hmm. Rojo. They're going to do, they, they don't want a bell kind 
Hightower running back is what they're saying, uh, that they want to do running back by committee. And if that is the case, that means Rojo is definitely going to be a part of that committee of running backs along with uh, Khalil uh, Herbert and the um, Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman is the other uh, running back there. So two lifetime Longhorns in the backfield. There's a chance, though, that... You know, that's just their plan. I remember when the plan was for the Texans, they also were thinking that, you know, they were going to have a running back by committee. It was like Marlon Mack was there mm-hmm. with Damian, yeah, young Damian Pierce and Rex Burkhead. I think Burkhead, the other, that's right. Yeah, he was old, mm. old head there. Um, but then Damian Pierce really ended up taking ownership of that role because he was a physical running back and they needed a guy like that. Bears, uh, they run the ball a lot. Hell, the Bears only average like 22 pass attempts. Uh, per game, which was like the second fewest in like thirty-seven years, they they didn't and they want to throw the ball more, and I'm sure they will. I was fixing to say, don't you th- don't you believe that they will throw the they, ball more? They're gonna throw it more, but they still want to be a fundamentally a a running team as their identity. And I think they, you know, Rojo could end up Rojo and Deontay Foreman. I think end up being the two marquee running backs in that system. Agreed. And I, really I think do. I still believe so, that they're both so physical. I believe that Herbert will be another guy that ends up getting traded. I think he will end up being one of the guys that goes to or a release, late release, where somebody else will go and pick him up. But I would trade him so you can get more value, even if it's for next year's draft, not for a, a, a player right now. I think that if if Rojo goes in and, and has a great start to his uh, training camp, because he will be that guy that you can look at, to your point about a Damian Pierce, who was a later pick in the draft. He was the what? Wasn't Damian Pierce like a fourth rounder too? Yes, he was a middle round guy. I'm not, I can't remember what. Yeah, exactly. so yeah. Rojo falls into that category where you can go out there and see that happen. So I, I, I'm a huge fan of Rojo. I think that he is going to be uh, so effective. And I kept saying it the other day. I asked you this the other day. Will they please let him throw a pass out of the uh, out of the Wildcat? Wildcat. And just get that man a <laughs> he can throw it. I mean, I think. Well, they don't need him in the Wildcat now. Yeah, they yeah. don't. They it's got hand plenty. The, hand they, the rock off to him. Yeah, especially because uh, they got Justin Fields to be their Wildcat quarterback. Yeah, yeah. We um we played some sound from Lifetime Longhorn Richard Hightower, who coaches for the Chicago Bears now, and he was telling a story about Rojo that he was he basically after one of their meetings. He didn't. He didn't like how messy the room was, so he went around and started picking up all the trash in the room that other players had left behind. I did not and, realize that was Hightower. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, I did not realize that was him. Um, and he was telling basically about how he just observed it and saw like, no, he likes things a certain way. I mean, he's just got a leadership style. I remember when everybody was really blown away by when Dak did that during the yep. game. Yep. Uh, just pick, and it did it, it his own trash. He threw it, it hit the ground. He's like, no, no, I got to pick it up. It, things need to be done a certain way um, and try to do them the right way all the time. And he's one of those guys. That's why they love them some Rojo. I mean, the, the, the comments that I've seen about Rojo since he's gone to the NFL are probably some of the best player references, character references I've ever seen. It really is. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, here I'll read you. First of all, here's what B. John Robinson said about him, about Rojo. This is a quote from him from the Chicago Sun-Times. He said, Roshan is a god. I'm, that's, that's a quote from Bijan. That's, hey, look, period. No, it, that, I'm serious. No, it, the, period. There's a, a <laughs> scout, John, uh, I think his name is Sidey from the Bears. He's a Southwest area scout. He said, this is a young man who has some pretty special qualities just in terms of his leadership ability. He's someone we really feel 
can become a pillar in this organization for a really long time. I feel really strongly about this guy. I'm excited for you guys to meet him. There's a level of it factor to this kid that the second he walked into a room, all you guys are going to feel. I'm a little bit emotional talking about this kid. We spent a lot of time with him. Coach Walker went down and visited with him at Texas. We worked him out at Pro Day. This kid has been through a lot of adversity, and there's a reason that we selected him here today. I have a feeling this guy is going to be with us for a really long time. This human being is wired differently. The more you speak, to spend time around him, the more you realize uh, that the one that probably has stuff to, that needs to work on is you. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. So these are, yeah, these are just He's comments. a real one. <laughs> so he's getting a lot of great, like I said, character references. Um, the Chicago Bears GM, Ryan Pulse, said I was shocked that he was still on the board. Yeah. So, so. I think everybody was shocked that he was still on the board. Remember, we thought he was going to go in the third round to the Dallas Cowboys. We thought if the if the Cowboys had him at that spot, you could have been you you thought that he would they would have jumped at him, but they did not jump at him because they had other plans and obviously other teams had other plans as well. So I I'm always been a, a big fan of Rojo. I told you that from day one, the way he went in and made that adjustment to the to the running back room, learned. And there was a comment, and we'll try to get this a little bit later. He was on an interview in Chicago, and they asked him about mm-hmm. the running back position, and he was like, yeah, I didn't start playing running back till I got to, to college. Yep. Most people have had some form or fashion of playing running back, whether it was in youth football, whether it was playing with your buddies. He had none of it because he was a quarterback the entire time. That could run. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any knowledge of it, not picking up blocks, none of that stuff. And he immersed himself in it and became the player that he is that was drafted in the fourth round where some guys who have been playing running back all their lives hadn't even been drafted. Yeah, and uh, to make you uh, hate the running backs backs room in Chicago a little bit more, Dante Foreman making $2 million. Khalil Herbert is on a four-year, $4 million deal. He's in year three of that. So he has another – this year is just under a million. Next year is about a million dollars he makes. And then you'll get Rojo around that rate as well. Khalil Herbert was a six-round pick. For them in 2021. Wow. So they are paying roughly $5 million for one of the best running back rooms in the league right now. I know. That's why I was so upset with the Cowboys. <laughs> I kept saying, why don't you just go pick up Deontay Foreman? Bro. He's cheap out there. Yeah. And you could have drafted Rojo, too. And I, I'm not – nothing against Deuce Vaughn. I like Deuce Vaughn, but I still – I don't understand why the You, you could have had Deuce Vaughn and one of these other guys. Yes. That's what I'm saying. You could have yes. had them and Tony Pollard, and then you had a really, really good running back room because if you put – like Foreman on this team right now oh. with Deuce Vaughn, Ooh. and then Tony Pollard comes back, you have three really good running backs on that team. That'd be a big 12 but backfield. Right now, nice. But right now, you have Deuce Vaughn in the opening weeks, 35, 40 carries a game with Deuce Vaughn. Come on, yeah. man. That's And that just doesn't seem like that's a recipe for winning. He will yeah. not I, get 40 I don't, and then think but about just, Who else is doing it? That's the, where the problem is. Philly, Philly's, Philly's backfield is nice because they went out and made moves. Yeah, they, they got did. Shot yeah. Penny. They, they yeah. made great moves, which makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> makes me and nervous. And they made the trade. Who they trade for? I forget. Um, uh, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre yeah. Swift. Swift. Come on, man. Another Georgia yeah. player. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the bull. The, uh, what the they call bull, them? The Philly Bulldogs. Dog, say the dog birds or bulls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philly dogs. The Philly dogs. Uh, all man. right, we'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful on the horn.
Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday. That's when my man Patrick plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented people that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Free Bleeder, and they're playing Saturday up at Hanover's. All right, there you go. If you uh, miss any of these suggestions for 512 Friday, you can go to hornfm.com and go check them out there. Uh, speaking of uh, websites, you can go check out flxatx.com as well. Uh, there's the uh, Wednesday Night Flexes up there for you in case you missed it. Also go to flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Uh, speaking of the flex, my man Harge was uh, out at one of the uh, the playoff baseball games last night, actually, right? No doubt, no doubt. I was across the street after the, after the show yesterday and went over to watch Westlake take on San Antonio Brandeis. I thought I was going to be there for a short period of time because the game started at <laughs> 6 o'clock, showed up at 7, probably 7.15. Yeah. By the time I left there, it was almost 10 because they went 12 innings last night. Wow! Great baseball game, defense being played, good pitching, situational baseball, and it ended up being a walk-off home run on a 3-2 pitch by Isaac Beeler over the left field wall. Mm. Great game. Uh, Westlake ended up winning five to four uh walk-off fashion loud screaming a lot of fun uh it was a great baseball game both teams were getting after it but I do want to give a shout out to the Brandis Brandis's uh starting pitcher his last name is McCallum dude pitched 10 innings 10 innings that's insane Gave up four runs. They had to go to the bullpen, obviously. I want to give a shout-out to Nathan Duvall as well. Pitched a great game. He threw seven scoreless innings in relief. He came in in relief and pitched seven innings. It was an outstanding baseball game. It was rowdy. Had a good time being there. Uh, I I had a lot of fun. They're going to play again tonight. They're going to play again tonight in San Antonio. Shout out to Round Rock as well. They came from behind. Theirs was a walk off. A ground ball, <laughs> double double play ground ball was hit by uh, uh, nice. Anderwater. Ren Anderwater, big first baseman. He beat it out. He beat it out for a walk off. They could have tried to. T- they tried to turn a double play, and he ended up beating it out at first That's base. Legit. And I played against his dad in high school, and I texted his dad. I said, harsh know everything, your, buddy. your son is a lot faster than you." He said, <laughs> "He he only had to run him out because I tried it on a lot of mine because he was hitting them out of the park." So shout out to Round Rock. They too. We'll play again against San Antonio Reagan in San Antonio tonight as well. It's been great baseball. My friends over at Georgetown, they won 2-1 to one in walk-off fashion as well. They went to extra innings also. 2-1 uh, to one against AM Consolidated. They will be playing again tonight. Cedar Park ended up beating Medina Valley 5 to nothing. Lake Creek beat McCallum, and Lake Belton beat Elgin. So they're still rolling. There's more games happening tonight, so make sure you pay attention and, and follow your favorite teams. Man, some drama. A drama. This is the time of, of the year, drama. man. Yeah. This is the time of the year. Uh, nice nuggets there. All right, uh, we'll come back. We'll get into the uh, NBA playoffs, of course. We'll talk about the Nuggets closing out the Suns, Celtics forcing a Game 7, and we'll look ahead and preview the games coming up tonight. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.